May 26. Is it 26? Yeah, I think so. May 26, 2006. It's a Watt from Pedro show.
Maria e Maria, meu bem Se eu não sou João de nada Maria, que minha Maria, ninguém Maria, ninguém E Maria, como as outras também Só que tem que dar melhor Do que muita Maria Que há por aí Maria, estão frias Cheias de manias, marias vazias, pronome que tem Maria ninguém E um dom que muito homem não tem Há já visto quando a gente que chama Maria e Maria não vem Maria ninguém E Maria e Maria meu bem eu não sou João de nada, Maria, que é minha Maria, ninguém. Cheias de manias, marias vazias, pronome que tem Maria ninguém E um dom que muito homem não tem Haja visto quando a gente que chama Maria e Maria não vem Maria ninguém E Maria e Maria meu bem se eu não sou João de nada, Maria, que é minha Maria, ninguém. Maria, ninguém. What from Pedro Show? Um, that was um, Bridget Bardot with uh, Maria in England. Ooh la la. 
And we started off with uh, Soul Eyes, John Cotrain. Hey, Brother Matt, how are you? Good. We good. have special guest, yes. Ashuka Honda. Welcome. Hello. <laughs> there you are. And you picked that song there. Yes. Bardot. Fine choice. I, love I didn't Bardot. even know she sang. So she's that's great, great, I think. Yeah. But she sang a lot of Serge Gainsbourg songs. That's why she's also oh. great. Yeah. I found out about him a few years ago. I was actually—I heard him when I was younger, and I didn't know it was him. But he'd sing with these actresses and stuff. Yeah. And sometimes him. Yeah. He's great, I think. I <laughs> yeah, him. the backing music's really calm. And I guess it was in the 60s. He was 60s, doing stuff in the 60s. 70s, 80s. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Maybe even 90s. So he kept going. He kept going, yeah. Yeah, I get out of touch. <sighs> so, but was that, that wasn't something with him. That was in 60s, probably. But that wasn't something with uh, Serge, was it? it w- uh, probably Serge wrote it. Oh. Yeah. She didn't write any songs. I think he wrote all her songs. Wow. Wow. <laughs> but he was with several yes. singers, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And such. <laughs> what do you think of Pedro? You've never been to Pedro. I'm excited. I've seen a lot of it, but uh, you took uh, the blue light from Koreatown <laughs> to Pedro, which is big urban adventure. Yeah, yeah really it's unique. <laughs> I don't know anybody, but being a New Yorker, you're not afraid of trains. No, I love trains. Actually, yeah. you get to see people. Uh, you know, how long did it take you to get from from Koreatown to Long Beach? It actually took me an hour. Which I thought it would be at 20 minutes, uh, but... Just one switch? Yeah, just one switch. Uh, you're all tiny, brother, man. Ah, fucked <laughs> up cable. <laughs> it might be. I got to fix that. But, uh, yeah, when I was talking to her, she th- somebody told her it was a subway. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why it took so long, because that train has to stop at intersections. Right. Yeah, it's, if it was a subway. Oh, the I only see. subway we got is tiny parts, like downtown to... Uh, Just a little stretch. Hollywood and... Yeah, we had them filled with water. There's a lot yeah. of corruption with that MTA stuff. <laughs> I think the last couple mayors have been thrown out for that. In fact, the last mayor was from Pedro. <laughs> right? Yeah. Because we're actually part of L.A., even though City Hall's yeah, we 23 st- miles north. we still got a sister... Yeah, she's the well, that's right. She's councilwoman. Yeah. In fact, she got us the thirty-year lease at the yeah, practice. Yeah, cool. They turned the upper reservation, the army base, for artists. Hmm. And here we've been fighting parks and recs. I got the oldest lease, <laughs> twenty years. Wow. And uh, we've been fighting parks and recs. Have been trying to take it over, take it over, and finally, with the help of the council lady, Janice Hahn, we got thirty-year lease, so we can breathe a little yeah, easier. Cool, turning army bases into artist colonies. Yeah. <laughs> We had to compromise. I, I first was in Battery Osgood, which was, you know, big cement and steel doors. Was this war freak turned it into a museum. So they moved me to the officer's head and up the hill. I'd tear out the shitters, put up a bulkhead and a hatch. And, but still, to have a practice pad, when we were boys, it was the, we never had house. We're always in projects. So a drummer was really, <laughs> you know, in the house. So we'd always have to find guys who played drums that had a garage or shed or something. So the practice pad was always invaluable. And then with punk, we'd share with Black Flag. And to have my own practice space, you know, it was the grail. 
not pay by hour, not have to move your stuff yeah. in and out, yeah. not have to drive. It's right here in Pedro City. I do not take it for granted. It ain't that big. It's kind of like that hallway, huh? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got to set up in a line. <laughs> but still, and I got the PA uh, hanging from the roof on angle, right uh-huh. in your face. You know? And all the stuff the kids give me on the tours that festoon the wall. Aww. Yeah, I call them tour totems. So they Aww. bring me, uh, yeah, what? Luck, huh? Yeah, yeah. bonus G. Good. Yeah, bonus G. <laughs> so you, uh, you brought some other music. What are you going to hear now? I want to play my favorite uh, artist, Neil Young's, my favorite album after the Cold Rush. Okay, here we are, well, from Pedro's room. Well, I dreamed I saw the knights in armor come and saying something about a queen. There were peasants singing and drummers drumming. Split the tree. There was a fanfare blowing to the sun that was floating on the breeze. Look at Mother Nature on the run in the 1970s. Look at Mother Nature. I was lying in a burned out basement With the full moon in my eyes I was hoping for replacement When the sun burst through the sky There was a band playing in my head I felt like getting high I was thinking about what a friend had said I was hoping it was a lie Thinking about what a friend had said I was hoping it was a lie Children crying and colors flying 
all around the chosen ones, all in a dream, all in a dream. The loading had begun. Flying Mother Nature, silver seed to a new home in the sun. Flying Mother Nature, silver. Seed to a new home.
Watt from Pedro Show. That was Electric Eel Shock with Bastard. Or Bastard. I guess the right way to say it. And uh, they're from Japan. The one before, uh, Yuka picked. In fact, it's Yuka. Right? That's cool. When the uh, monkey kills. You want to talk about that? That's your uh, computer tune? Um. Yeah, it sounds kind of. I try to make it sound live, but it's it's a super computer song that I did. Um, first, I did the drum programming, and then I played bass, and then I did lots of guitar sampling and chopped them all up and glued them back together, mosaic <laughs> in mosaic style, to make it sound like it's all one story. Yeah, yeah. telling solo kind of feeling but it's actually if you hear it I, I made a point of putting guitar in everywhere so you can actually hear that it's not just one guitar playing the whole thing but it's a lot all cut and paste yeah. song of mine it's a choral arrangement <laughs> we saw a Petra oh, cool. do her choir speaking of choral yeah it was and great she had what, uh, six ladies with her seven the who thing. Yeah. she did part of that she did all kinds of stuff but a lot of the... Uh, she didn't play the whole thing. Uh, you know she the play? story of that, you know? Yes. Oh, you do? Yes, I do. Where was it? True. Uh. Yeah, not the best sound. But still, it was good. And her sister Tanya is huge. Baby, <laughs> maybe a week. Wow. Yeah, so she's like holding them in. Wow, we... I'm going to push her out. <laughs> and she did a Beach Boy song. Yeah. God only knows. Yeah, but I put put that on. A, I gave her an eight track, and I put it all on the eighth track. She never really heard of it. You know, <laughs> we were boys. It was me and Dee Boone's favorite. Right. So it was kind of indulging me to uh, like. Yeah, I wonder what this would sound like because her singing is like intense. Yeah. Everything about it, expression or intonation, all of it. And so I thought, man, what would it be like? Just. Not manipulating, but just like a wish list thing. It's such a great idea. And, uh, yeah, it was heavy times for her, so it was something to do. Yeah. She went out into the desert with Victoria. She's living in this trailer house. And she called me up, played it on the phone. Look at this, what? And it was so trippy because she didn't know it at all, so she didn't know any of the words. <laughs> so she made up her own words. <laughs> you know, she didn't know anything about it. It just shows you what an artist she is. She didn't need to. And she ends up being an album. It was never supposed to be an album, you know. I think her cousin or something heard it and said, hey, I'll, I'll put this into Pro Tools and I'll, we'll make an album out of it. And this, uh, I think it's Bar None label heard it. And then uh, Pete Townsend heard it and really liked it. So That's so cool. I think she wants to do show tunes, she was telling me, an album of show tunes, mm. musicals. Things. I know she's going to uh, be part of Dave Grohl's uh, The Foo Fighter Acoustic yeah. this summer. She told me she didn't know. Uh, she was tired of December's. <laughs> yeah. i love to see the Foo Fighters with um, Petra. It must be great. Yeah, it's a different kind. I yeah. think she's going to uh, play violin too. Yeah. And she's telling me there's other guys who are going to be in. It's going to be different than. Uh, you know, I was on the first Foo Fighter tour. Really? 
I didn't know that. You didn't know that? No. It was a weird tour for me. I didn't have a band. <laughs> I rolled around in the boat by myself. My band was... Uh, I didn't have a band. What it was was uh, the Foo Fighters were on the bill, and Ed Vedder and his wife at the time, Beth, had a band called Hovercraft, and they were on the bill. And so the people from those two bands were my band. (laughs) So I had a lot of room in the boat. So Dave Grohl played drums and guitar, and Ned Vedder played guitar, and Pat Smear played guitar. That's a a cool band. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, like a couple days of prac. (laughs) I went up to Seattle and practiced with them and just went for it. I think it was 11 years ago this, this month. And it was trippy. I uh, stopped between the Denver and the uh, Lawrence show. I stopped in Junction City, Kansas. And it was the uh, same time that, that uh, McVeigh, uh, Timothy McVeigh rented the truck. Oh. Yeah, to do his wow. whatever. And so the FBI ends up coming to my house like two <laughs> years later. You know, why were you in town? Wow. You know, well, I was on tour. You know, what do you mean you're on tour? Yeah, I roll around, you know play for people in a boat in the van oh yeah right you know because they just thought big rock and roll couldn't believe so i showed them all my receipts it was real it was a heavy shakedown one guy looked like lee harvey oswald and the other guy looked like bill clinton and (laughs) bill clinton guy wouldn't say a word and the other uh oswald guy was the real tough guy really going at me and i was like man finally i I said, well, what's this all about, you know? Mm-hmm. And, well, i got to make up my mind whether you're the guy we're looking for. And I'm like, oh, wow. So uh, I say to him, uh, you know, there was something weird. And he goes, what do you mean weird? And I said, well, I was on tour. I was in Charlottesville, Virginia, and uh, my sister called me. Uh, people broke into my pad, and they ran. They did. They ransacked. Oh, my God. Stole, in fact, they stole that base there. And my Minuteman bass. I actually got that bass back. That's a strange story, How did you get it back? Well, okay. That's another story, you guys. That was a strange story. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, they did steal stuff. Not a lot of stuff. So that's why I told the officer. um, Yeah, it was kind of strange. Why didn't they they only steal my basses and tear everything apart, you know? He goes, I don't know. I said, well, I think it might have been right-wing militia. (laughs) 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 Because he's fucking with you. Hard, so I just thought I'd do a little back at He goes, well, what makes you think that? I go, I don't know. <laughs> didn't really take much, you know. What do you think? He goes, look, well, I want to take your picture, you know. You don't have to let me take your picture. I can go to the DMV, the Department of Motor Vehicles, and take your picture. I said, no, you can take my picture because at the same time, the Bill Clinton guy, he, I'm watching his eyes, and he's, I got petty bones all, all in my walls, you know. And he's like dripping on him. <laughs> I can see him. <laughs> you know, he's got the poof hair and the suit. And he's square. You know, and he's just tripping on these things. And I go, you can take my picture. In fact, you can take it in front of one of these petting bones. And the guy gets really red in the face. And that's finally when the Bill Clinton guy says something. He goes, did you paint these? And I said, no, my friend did. And uh, I guess they decided I wasn't the guy. And they <laughs> left. And I What's never heard from bones? him. What's Pity Burns? Oh, he's an artist. Oh. My best friend. Yeah. He, uh, how would she know him? 
Oh, the black covers, flag. Yeah, yeah the black oh, flag art. Okay. Huh? But he's in your town at the uh, Whitney. and I mean, he's he ain't changed at all, but his art has got this, um, what do you call that? Recognition? Yeah. Yeah, recognition. <laughs> so he's in galleries, and cool. but he just does what he does, you know. But <clears throat> he's given me a lot of these things. He usually works with ink, although he's moved to color now more and more. But he usually does ink on paper, so that's what these are, you know, and they're, they're kind of intense, <laughs> if you've ever seen his work. He's got a cool angle on things. Yeah. <laughs> unique, unique take. Pro, pro, provocative, kind of, or <laughs> ironic. A lot of times, literary things. Mm -hmm. They'll have a quote and then the image, and so juxtaposed. He's a brilliant man. He's really shy, though, huh? He's been on the show. He's actually done music. In fact, I went to one of his things. You know, artists have this thing when you get you, uh, when you make your paintings is like his party. Twinkle twang, twinkle twang, and uh, the blanc ding, yeah. and a Sir Drone. Mm. But he was t he played. You know, usually it's the guys you're standing around, everybody's looking at your paintings. He had brought in his blues band and started singing. <laughs> and he, he he's really shy, you know. So he writes all these lyrics in like microfilm, <laughs> and tries to read it here. You know, while he's doing it. <laughs> very bizarre. He's great, though. He's one of a kind. So, that was my... There was a lot of weird stories on that tour, but that one was pretty intense because they wouldn't even come in my pad at first. They wanted to do it all at the door. You know, come in. They're, they're strange. <laughs> but maybe because anti... Because uh, militia was anti-government or uh. something. But I had nothing to do. It was just... In fact, I was going to stay in Abilene. But I... Blew by the exit, so I went to the, and it was Junction C. It was all by, and I, and I took, a, you know, I always walk in the morning on tour, and no bike, you know, kayak, you know, so I hoof. And I saw the, the rider truck thing, and I, in the dreamland, he, he stayed at some weird pad where the, every room's a theme or something. Oh, like Madonna in up there. Yeah, it's sort of like uh. that. So, um. That was a weird thing. It shows you how a tour can put you in the strangest situations. I had a guy murdered right in front of me in Baltimore. Oh, my God. Shot to death right in front of me. Oh, God. Uh, and I was in the boat. Uh, so, some strange, strange things. Tommy seen B.B. King in, uh, under his bus. <laughs> Black around. and gold. Yeah, he was working <laughs> on his own bus. I mean, it's like... He's got diabetes and stuff and plays in a chair now, but this is about 15 years ago. I saw him under his own bus. Mm. Work on it. He's a lot of gigs still. A lot of gigs. That's cool. Um, we're going to play something now. You pick, Yuka? Yes. A guy from Fort Worth, Texas. Do you know that? That's where his label, Caravan of Dreams, uh. is from. I think it's also like there's a theater called that there, where they do plays. I've never played Fort Worth. All my gigs, I've yet to play there. Oh. I know there's a club there now, so. Mickey Gillies or <laughs> Cornball. But you can actually play there now. I always play in Dallas, you know. So, uh, yeah. Let's play uh, some Nordic Coleman.
last name is Woodford, Woodford. I never find him home. I go to his house, knock at his door. People come out and say, Woodford, don't live here no more. My pal, Woodford, Woodford, always likes to roam. My pal, Woodford, Woodford, now he has no home. Where will Woodford go? Not I could find you. I've looked here, I've looked there, I've looked everywhere. Oh, food, why can't I find you? Food, food, where can you be? Food, food, why won't you answer me? Food, food, oh, food, food, wherever you are, I want you to come home with me. I don't So well, he would still have a place to dwell. Foot foot, please answer me. I know where you are. Go behind that tree. Foot foot, please come to me. Foot foot, now to Johnny. Won't you come home?
lot from Pedro's show. Uh, that was uh, uh, my. The band's called My Pal Foot Foot, and that was a song called Senior Love. <laughs> and before that, we had Deerhoof doing a song called My Pal Foot Foot. So we yeah, were talking about that, that here. There must be some kind of hey, connect. That's my good. Pal Foot Foot. Hey, how you doing? Very good. Very good. Welcome aboard. Yeah, thank you. There's Yuka. Hey. Derek. Hey. Uh, there must be some connection that, that yeah. my pal Foot Foot must be common to younger people because I. Somebody knows what's I don't know what it is. But it's popular enough to name your band that and name a song that. And then uh, before that, we had two songs by Ornette Coleman, uh, Virgin and Beauty, and Singing in the Shower. Double Shot. Double Shot, yeah. Watts of Incompetence. Um, yeah, I kind of bogarted with the tour spiels. It's been um, <laughs> five years? Yes. Since you've been tour. That's right. And you like traveling, but you don't like being hard-pressed for chow, toilet, and uh, conk, sleeping. Yeah. Spaniel. I like to sleep certain hours. I'm very spoiled, you know. I like to eat food that I like. And it's really hard when you're traveling. I, I always want to get fresh food. It's very hard. I want to eat. Also, I want to eat like hot rice in the morning, which is quite impossible. You get grits. It's kind of close, but. Hominies. There's one reason I conk at people's pads because I get. They a lot of times cook us up chow. Oh. So I have to eat that crap. Because when you travel around, it's like this, some dude's traveling around with the same bucket of grease. Because the tastes are so identical, even though you're thousands of miles, hundreds of miles, and when you're actually eating people's chow at their own pads, yeah, it's yeah, more <laughs> organic. More, you know, I can't handle the Denny and uh, uh. In fact, I get sick. I get weak. Yeah, I get sick on tour a lot because of food, yeah, and lack of sleeping yeah. and. Not be able to go to toilet when I want. Yeah, it really screws up your system. Also, you all the different towns they have their own bugs, so you yeah. have to learn. I remember the first days of touring, especially with food poisoning. Yeah, all the time. Then I got tour gut, and <laughs> I never get sick. But I see it with the Stooges guys. Uh, always sick. Yeah. Yeah. Any food? I think it was ice and grease that gave Ronnie uh, the runs big time. Oh no. Yeah, blowing his brains out. You know. Uh, oh. shit in his brains. <laughs> because it's just ice. Oh, that's so tough. Oh, yeah. yeah. Where, you know, I can probably eat stuff off the ground and that gets <laughs> You know, they're trying to kill turkey vultures. They were using up to a pound of strychnine and they couldn't kill them. Because they built up immunities. Like you know. flying cockroaches. Yeah, the uh, roadkill. God's got battery acid and <laughs> antifreeze, benzene, you know. And so these things have learned. You know, that's, you ever see their heads? No, I don't think so. You've never seen a vulture head? N- not really. It's like uh, no feathers. It's like like Ronald Reagan. Oh, yeah, I've <laughs> seen it in cartoon. Yeah, it's kind of this fleshy <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know why it's that way, I found out? Because they stick their heads in guts, and if it had the feathers, the stomach oh. acids would burn off the f- feathers. Oh. She wanted to hear that. Cool. <laughs> Dinner time. Culinary choice. <laughs> <laughs> well, how long have you been in L.A. now? 
Um, maybe 10 days now. So you've been getting good, some good chows since you've been out here? I'm getting good chows, yeah. yeah. I'm staying in Koreatown. I actually love it. Mm-hmm. And I get to eat really good food every day. Lots of kimchi and rice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more or less happy if there's rice. Yeah, kimchi is trippy. It's yeah. sour and mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah, spicy. Yeah. Yeah. And there's like a million different kinds. Yeah. Yeah. They make this hot soup with tofu and kimchi. It's spicy, but also it has tofu, and you pour the whole thing on rice. I can eat that for weeks. You like hot? Yeah, I love hot. Yeah, I eat habaneros. Yeah. Raw habanero. Oh, God. So my tolerance is really up there. My tolerance is not that high. I like it in moderate. You know Scoville's? No. That's what they measure that stuff in. Like a bell pepper's 100 Scoville. We up there, brother man? 45 seconds. Okay. A bell pepper, 100. Yeah. Uh, Jalapeno, 5,000. Habanero, 150,000 to 300,000. Red Savina, habanero, 600,000. But the hottest is this India pepper called Tezper. It's 800,000 Scoville. And I haven't yet got to eat one yet. (laughs) But what I've... I was more into, like, just the heat... Yeah. But what they do is extract, uh, yeah, it's all chemical tasting. So I've gotten back into more flavor. Yeah, it's I don't like it heat. too hot, yeah. yeah. I don't like to, also you kind of have this tendency to compete. Once you get into hot food, everybody goes <laughs> like, I want more. <laughs> so I want to try to refrain myself from the competition. So to not to burn my stomach. <laughs> Uh, we're at the end of the first hour. Live from Peter Show, May 26, 2006. Hold tight, R2. May 26, 2006. It's second hour of the Watt from Pedro Show. <laughs>
j'ai vu New York, New York, USA. J'ai vu New York, New York, USA. J'ai jamais rien vu d'eau, j'ai jamais rien vu d'aussi haut. C'est haut, c'est haut, New York, New York, USA. J'ai vu New York, New York, USA. J'ai vu New York, New York, USA. J'ai jamais rien vu d'eau, j'ai jamais rien vu d'aussi haut. C'est haut, c'est haut, New York, New York, USA. State Building, Océan. Rockefeller Center, Océan. International Building, Océan. Waldorf Astoria, Pan American Building, Océan. Bank of Manhattan. show that was Serge Gainsbourg that was something you picked Yuka yes. uh, New York USA which yeah. is where you're from where That's you live right. you're not from there though huh no I'm from Japan yeah what town um, I'm I was born in Tokyo but I grew up in this little city called Fujisawa it's by the beach Oh, wow. Yeah, that's why I like the ocean. It's like Pedro. Yeah, I really like the ocean. I also grew up in Germany and Denmark, which wow. wasn't that close to the ocean. <laughs> Denmark, kind of. Yeah. Which town? In this small town. Not that Copenhagen. I, n- yeah, no. It's like half hour out of Copenhagen. Because that's like an island, mainly. There's a lot of water. <laughs> yeah. In some parts of Germany, the, the big uh, sailor town is Hamburg. Yeah. Which I like. I like Hamburg. I was in Dusseldorf. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just Soldiers. remember <laughs> sheeps walking around. Sheep? Sheeps, yeah. Oh, wow. Tons of sheeps walking around and being yeah. scolded at the kindergarten. I remember. That's the home of the kindergarten. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's where a lot of troops, U.S. troops, were at Area Ruhr. I think uh, Kraftwerk, Dusseldorf, Ruhr Valley. Mm-hmm. And it's near Cologne, which is the art town. Right. Raymond got a big prize there, $100,000 prize or something. He didn't wow. even know he was entered in. It was called the Wolfgang Hahn Prize. So they wanted to give him the award, and he comes and he plays. He's got these three German guys improvising. Remember I played some of the uh, tunes? He's like rapping. <laughs> If you'd have to know Raymond to know how comical it is because, yeah, he's not a performer. Mm-hmm. Well, he is, though, yeah, in his yeah, own right. He performs more than most people. He, yeah, in a way he does. <laughs> he's put out like five albums. 
gotta meet him. He's he's he's, <laughs> he's the best, man. I love him. Uh, before that, we had uh, a band called Poly Sykes with a song called I, My, Me, Mine. I think they're from Japan. And we started the second hour with Fearless, which takes me back to my teen years, <laughs> from Metal, Pink Floyd. You know, Yuka, you were telling, you like Pedro? You I like love these Pedro, sounds? Yeah, yeah, yeah I love it here. You should hear it on the weekends. Yeah. The bikers, there's a cafe down here called Walker Cafe, and they all got to make the trek and just roar it up. All roads lead to Pedro. <laughs> Well, for sure, people don't pass. I remember this guy knocked on my hatch, and he's like, I'm just passing through. You cannot pass through Pedro. <laughs> the road ends here. <laughs> but it was interesting. Well, a lot of what you say is interesting. But this thing about you not uh, finding out about Pink Floyd till uh, in the 90s. Yeah. Isn't that strange? I also didn't really listen to Led Zeppelin or Deep Purple or... Uh, any rock bands, in fact, I only listened to. Well, when I was a kid, my only music source was watching Soul Train on week weekend. Don Cornelius. Yeah, and my dad played Miles Davis. He had a, a two-track tape tape player, and also we had one Beatles album. So that was it: Beatles and Soul Train. And I was really into, um, you know, disco soul music. Yeah, yeah. And groovy music. So I listen to like Steely Dan, like people who have lots of beats I listen to, but I never really listened to like Pink Floyd. It was actually only recent that I really, really started to really get into it. I'm so in love with the album Metal, and Neil Young is also pretty new. Everything is <laughs> from ni- all the rock stuff I started in the 90s. Someone once told me the only thing new is you finding <laughs> out about it. <laughs> yeah. That's you know this one. That's a, a soundtrack. It's yeah. obscured by cr- clouds. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. They made a couple soundtracks. This is like right after Sid quit. Uh-oh. In fact, there was a big heartbreak. They were supposed to do the soundtrack to 2001 and got turned down. <gasps> and so yeah, it almost broke up the band. I think. Oh my. And there's metal. I don't know there. if I wanted to know that. Yeah. Here's a. See <laughs> so you open up. <laughs> Wow. Manson or what? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you didn't know this? Wow. They're pretty cute. See, this is how you did Mota in the old days because Mota was so lame. It'd have 10,000 seeds. So you use double uh, gatefold albums to clean the seeds, all the seeds. You know, you'd go like this. <laughs> that or a shoebox, huh? Yeah, there was no buds. And then even when the first buds came, it was still half seeds. So that's why you use gatefolds. So I'd see these guys' faces. We're all millennials. <laughs> it doesn't have the quite the same impact opening the CD. No. <laughs> no. No. Yeah. One song is like a whole side. <laughs> yeah. Right? Echoes or something. I love the it. Opus. So when I, I listened to uh, soul music when I was younger, too, because it was where I... Because Dee Boone's mother put, put me on the bass. And I didn't really... Arena rock, you know, I didn't know what really a bass was. You were so far away, but you could see on the pictures the album, it only had four. I didn't really know it was lower. Right. So when I found out, well, his mother wanted me to play the bass in the band, um, Larry Graham, uh, James Jamerson, uh, Cool 
Cool and the Gang. You could hear bass on their records. Right. I couldn't really hear it in the Creedence records. You know, <laughs> even Black Sabbath, I couldn't tell what the guys. The only rock and roll guys I could hear was uh, Entwistle and Bruce, Cream, and Who. Mm. The other guys, I could not hear what they were playing. And so, but the R&B and soul music, no problem. Guitars right. would get really small and give them a lot of room. So big influence on me. Yeah, I love uh, bass. I actually, the only, I did listen to one uh, rock music you just reminded me, which was Susie Quattro, which, who I idolize and fantasize that I'm her in front of the mirror. And That's I, a trip, because she's the only one I saw in those arena rock days that actually played. If there was a woman in the band, she'd be singer or tambourine. Mm. And she played bass and sang. She led the band. I saw her open up for Alice Cooper. Yeah. She's Detroit. She's cool. Yeah, she was way different. <laughs> yeah. And after her was like Runaways, I remember, was soon after, young people. But in the old L.A. punk scene, there were a lot of women. So it was way different. Just the idea of clubs, though, was just so much different. Where you could, yeah, I could see that they were, it was a bass. I couldn't, you know, you sat so far. Right. Now, talking to older people, I found out that in 60s there was clubs and garage bands. But it all got forgot by 70s and had to be reinvented. So I didn't know. <laughs> I was only a boy in 60s. When did you first play? Um, I played p- piano when I was a kid. I took a piano lesson, and which I didn't do very well. And my piano teacher used to really suggest not to continue the lesson <laughs> because I was really horrible and my body coordination is really bad and I could just I could tell I couldn't do it and I hated the practice because I was too frustrated and she had really amazing students who can play like this amazing stuff these little girls who can play like prodigy yeah stuff and I'm like really stuttering but um, my piano teacher had a also ear training teacher and I did that class really really well so that kind of sustained my desire to take these classes but eventually she used to always say your fingers are not made for piano your fingers are made to wear rings which I still <laughs> don't know today what she exactly meant but I knew I was supposed to be hurt so um anyways I stopped playing and I never thought I would do music ever uh, until I came to New York. Uh, when I came to New York, I was living with a boyfriend who was a really amazing jazz drummer. But it was also the time that all this digital equi- equipment started to come to the market in the range, price range that you can buy. Um, so people started to own samplers. I think the first sampler was like $1,200. No, actually, I bought it for $1,200. It was $2,400. I bought it secondhand. It was very expensive. It was like one megabyte. It would sample like two seconds. <laughs> but uh, I got really into it because I was good with machines, and I had like some basic music knowledge, and I was kind of like able to translate my friend's songs into like sequencer and stuff. So I really didn't think, because I was surrounded by really amazing jazz musicians. This was in New York when Needing Factory was starting and all the cool musicians were in downtown New York. And all my friends could play really amazingly. So I never really thought I would become a musician, but I kind of... There was this little room for me to get in with like my 
computer music, where, which I re- did kind of for myself. I made lots of weird music, but somehow it, I, um, it took off when I started a band with Miho because she sang over it. And yeah, so I never, but I never really thought I would become a musician because had I known, I would have practiced. <laughs> But um, I did. <laughs> Look, something like that happened to me, you know, because, okay, D. Boone's mom wants me to play bass. So I hit, we're starting seventh grade because I meet him at 12. And um, 13, I'm, yeah, the baby. I, I thought it was really a guitar with a thinner neck. I didn't know the strings were bigger. Right. Not for two years. So I played a guitar with just four strings. <laughs> and so, okay, I'm going to take um, music in the school. And it was oh, Dotson, huh? Mr. Luna. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, no, only one guy gets to play string bass. And it's this big, giant violin thing, you know. It's like, ah, that's not rock and roll. So uh, there's horns. And so, ah, uh, maybe saxophone. Well, there's like 20 other guys, so they put me uh, on clarinet. And after 10 weeks, Mr. Luna says, you know, you try hard, Mr. Rudd, but you don't have it, man. Mm-hmm. So why don't you stop wasting your time and my time and our time, you know, in front of class. <gasps> oh, <laughs> like, my God. I thought about this big. And so I should, I wonder if Mr. Luna's still up there. That'd be a cracker. I mean, it's 35 years ago. He might be dead. Oh, God. I mean, no offense, Mr. Luna. But... <laughs> but <laughs> But, but yeah, you know that I make my living at this. Yeah. So I actually got into music just to be with my friend. <laughs> because it was before punk, and we never thought you could play in front of people. We thought musicians were anointed or something. We didn't know they were just people, yeah. you know, and not till punk. So we just played in the bedroom and never touched clarinet again. <laughs> I like clarinet, though, you know. It's yeah. kind of neat. John Clark. John Carter, I mean. Yeah, well, they call it the licorice stick, but uh, I never followed it through. And, I, you know, I would have taken harmony classes and the, the theory, and all, but I was, just, I was stigmatized, so it was electric shop. Every, and the counselors, because my father is a sailor, so, oh, you know what? You're going to repair television. So every year I'm in the electric shop. Wow. <laughs> and by the time I graduate, nobody's fixing televisions anymore. <laughs> and, you know, and, and uh, all vocational, you know, so I had to put myself through school and make all my own, and get a degree in electronics. That's admirable. I never even did that, though. I majored in punk rock. <laughs> Anything, I guess, you, you really get out of what you put into, right? Yeah, exactly. So, mm. you know, I, don't, I never thought I would end up doing music for a living, believe me. Not yeah, neither did I. I actually took uh, two music lessons in New York. Um, Mark Rebo gave me lessons. Oh, wow. For in exchange with I made spaghettis for him. <laughs> and he taught me cycle of fourth and all the jazz chord changes and, and also took I took two lessons from Mark Ribo maybe and I took two lessons from Bill Ware, the vibraphone player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he taught me all these like chord progressions which I used to practice for a while. Um Jazz one two fives. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're big on that. Those are my only knowledges. <laughs> Like I did was part of this Bronca thing. He had flat sec- minor seconds yeah. on a bass guitar. Yeah. It was like, see now after doing all these years, it's, uh, slowly I absorbed some of it, and I couldn't believe <laughs> it was beautiful though. Yeah. What a thing to be part of. It was incredible. And he's a sweet guy too. 
You can, and you can tell where Sonic Youth has some tradition. Mm. <laughs> totally, uh, Mr. Bronca. He said, and I was so sick. Oh, Christ. But I was not going to bail. No way. No way. So, um, Brother Matt, I guess we're going to get this baby on the road, huh? Special edition spin cycle. Now, what I got to do is I got to turn down the mics to keep this shit on. Can they get water? Is oh, yeah, okay? yeah. Get you. Sorry. So, uh, yeah. She's going to hydrate and then. Because I got to turn the mic o- mics off when we do this, because we're running through the same thing the mics are on. Okay. So, you know, so wow. no, no, no singing. Well, not that. It's these uh, motorcycles. Loud <laughs> I'm kidding. Pipes I don't lives. sing. I don't sing. I'm, I'm joking. It's supposed to be a joke. Oh. <laughs> Ready to roll? Yeah.
Yeah. Cool, thanks. That was Where's fun. I hope I didn't bogart. No, <laughs> I haven't done. When's the last time I did this? Tony probably, I think. Tony. Tony's a pool cleaner friend of mine. Probably my oldest Pedro guy. I met him when I was 10. Way Cleans old. pools. And he, uh-huh. Yeah. The only way he knows how to play guitar is just uh, constantly leaning <laughs> guitar. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> right up. It's like 40 minutes straight. <laughs> no chords, no rhythm. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that was the last time. I think that's the only time yeah. I played. So this is my second time. So I'm not too good at. It. Cool. It's not something you can. But uh, I've never actually jammed with uh, records like this. This could be like I've never done that before. I usually jam with uh, people. Yeah, but doesn't New York have a what's it called? A sampler. No. So it's new DJ. What's what? DJ Olive? DJ Jim Olive, plays. yeah. He does DJing, yeah. And it's like records and puts beats. Yeah. Actually, Olive and I, I used to have a band together before Chibomato. Uh-huh. Uh, we had a band together, and then he would actually usually spin more like a, a ambient stuff, and I used to do the beat ah. with a sampler, yeah. Okay. So you yeah. jam with other computers, too? Or he was, he was, he or? was doing with a turntable. Uh-huh. But I had a sampler, you know, it's like a digital music player. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so backward about all that. <laughs> I am. I just. <laughs> There's no time for I try to keep now. up. But uh, even the five string, I can't do it. You know, yeah. There's just so much for me Too to many do strings, with this. Yeah. No, I, I could, but it would be like, you know, I have not explored this, and I'm just trying to compensate for not having attention span. Right. <laughs> One time I, the, uh, yeah, I broke a bass, and they brought me a five-string, and it was, oh, my God, you know, in a gig. It's like, oh, wow. I think they picked these four, though, because they're the sound. That fifth yeah. one is just rumble. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't no note. <laughs> Even though sometimes I do like going down to D, I think it sounds cool. Yeah, this we're stuck on the D. Like you were in this D thing, and D we can't get down. I have to. Uh, Although I did an opera where I detuned. It was for D Boone, so I made him D. I also can go all the way. He's all the frets. Although they got two octave bases now, they do. Uh, we're at the end of the second hour. Hold tight of uh, May 26, 2006. Watt the Pedro Show. Hold tight for hour two.
May 26, 2006, this third hour Watt from Pedro show, and here's part P, the conclusion to Moon Over Morocco. The dawn does not come twice to awake a man. Room 642. One moment, please. Yes? It's Kasbah Kelly, sweetheart. Get dressed. We're going to the El Morocco, kid. What's that? A nightclub. Oh. <laughs> European cities are becoming just like American cities. Pretty soon Americans will, will find traveling just great with all the conveniences of home. In fact, it'll be just like the place they left. More, 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 and more. Can we talk about something else? You name it, kid. Tonight's your night. It's none of my business. But I want to ask anyway. Was she your wife, Kelly? Do, do I remind you of her? Who was she? She was... Yeah. She was my wife. You know, things happen. of trust. She trusted me absolutely. Seems funny that it never occurred to where I might glance or get my eyes yanked over by some gal crossing her legs. Or a bare midriff exposed. And given a moment of weakness, as it's called, I wanted to be a hunter again. And I did. And she found out about it. Hurt her. I mean, it really hurt her. She could never trust again. And we fought, and we didn't see it the same anymore. It kept coming up all the time. So I split. I went to Mexico for a while, and I took a freighter to Casablanca. From there, I traveled all around Morocco and ended up in Tangier. I fell in love with this crazy country. There was something magical and brutal that I dug. Then I heard someone say, whoever touches the edge of the Sahara, even for a short time, will never again be the same. So I went. They had a saying. In the desert, one forgets everything. One remembers nothing anymore. 
you again? Hmm? I, I don't understand. They come and they go. But you, my friend, just keep coming. Well, come on then. It's so cold. Down there. See that? Yeah, it's a fire. There's an old man down there. He'll share his fire with you. Oh, okay. Maybe he'll tell you a little story. How did he come through here twice? This may prove to be of interest. For it is known there cannot be two stallions in the same small stall of camels. <laughs> Excuse me. Do you mind if I warm myself? Thank you. Have we met before? Indy does it. One forgets everything. One remembers nothing anymore. Where am I? I will tell you a story. Be seated. Squat here. Watch you don't sit on the counters. Yeah. Closer to the fire. See how the moon grows paler and paler, and the stars gradually fade behind the dark blue mountains. Mm. And watch. Soon, a warm red glow tings the sky with pink. This is the coldest hour. I guess I knew when I first met you that I revived a, a memory that was buried long ago. Does that make any difference to us now? No, nope. I will no longer hold you responsible for the sins of my past. Good. I feel as though something, a block, has been removed. You're really. Okay, down underneath. Maybe, maybe. You're you're really a gentle person, and you don't expect a woman to wear a veil. Mm-hmm. As much as you put Westerners down, I think you really prefer a Western woman. A cowgirl? Oh, you know what I mean. The way the men over here—they've got it made. The way they treat their wives. Oh, it's it's not、uh, at all like it appears, you know. Nothing ever is. You said that. And the Moroccan women really run the household. I've heard that too, and they really control their men. I'll bet.、Mm-hmm. Being a man here is dangerous business. There's not a man in this country that hasn't ended up in the hospital at least once because some woman decided to use sahar or sukil on him. The way they treat their women, no wonder they get back at him. I don't. Sunny, how many times have I told you, women don't have souls? Baloney. It, it's true. For example, if you hear a commotion down on the street and a lot of people shouting and talking, you'll say,、uh, "How many people are down there?" Right? And the man will reply, "Oh, two." And you'll say, "What? I can hear at least a dozen people. Look again." And he'll look down and he'll say, "No, only two." So you go to the window and you look down, and sure enough, he was right. There's at least ten women, but only two men. 
<laughs> That's true. No souls. They deserve every bit of that shoku, whatever it is. They really do. American and European women are even worse in their eyes. They're terrible creatures. No shame. Very bad. Very bad. Every man here probably dreams about having his own harem to kick around. I doubt it. Why? I thought they allowed him three wives. Yes, but few. Very, very few have more than one. Very rare, extremely rare. Why? Too much for them? Too expensive. Besides being a nuisance. So if there are two or three, it's multiplied. Ay, 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 ay. So, the thought of a harem never tempted you, huh? Well, it's like Mojo says. Better a handful of dry dates and content with them than to own the gate of peacocks and be kicked in the eye by a broody camel. Huh? For all of us must serve the dream masters. Even the king had his time to serve, and he did so. And now he had returned. His dream had been cut short. Like a common traveler, he squatted near the fire waiting for the full light of day. Look, there are walls here. Was it so dark I didn't notice them? And when the edge of the sun sliced through the horizon, the huge gates slowly swung open. Yes, yes. I remember this archway. May Allah bless you. Welcome back, King Bizel. The watch. Yes. He squatted by the dying fire, looking through the open gate. Yes. And he remembered. Yes. And the walls dissolved before his eyes, as he remembered. And he stood up, and there was a fountain. Birds sang in the date palms. The banana trees were heavy with fruit, and the thick scent of jasmine and orange blossoms filled the air. For he was in the garden. For King Hassan Bezel had returned home. Hmm. I remember. Tonight's my last night at the hotel, right? That's right, sweetheart. Good. What is past is gone, and what is hoped for is absent. And for you. Is the hour in which you are. The bear knew nine songs; all were on honey. My lord, my lord. Huh. Oh, it has been a long time. Yes. Your eyes still are glazed by your journey, my lord. I am your wife. I am the Queen Isora. Yes. Your dream is ended, my lord. Please do not hold it longer. Yes. Yes, it's it's gone. It's gone. You are more beautiful than I recall. 
The days have been long, my lord. Yes. But... There is a certain tension in the air. The days are not the same, my lord. Not the same? In what way, my queen? From the west, there comes news. A rebel disguised as a pilgrim. Huh? He claims to be the true son of El Kabar. Elkabah. This mist, this mist, it still swirls in my mind. My, my dream. You have heard of this rebel. Elkabah. Do they not know that the king, by his title, is the rightful son of Elkabah? Rightful, my lord. But is rightful true? My queen is not the king blessed by Allah. A king is born to be a king. Rightful is true. This this other is an imposter. They say this false son wears upon his forehead the golden eye. The golden eye of El Yes. No. Why no, my lord? Because I can't remember. It's, it's as though, in my mind, there is concealed a, a cave full of treasures. But when I step back within, this mist gathers, and I return with empty hands. You press your hand against your chest. What is it you wear about your neck? What? I, I don't know. What is this? Oh. Strange. It's... It's an eye. My king, you have the true eye of El Kabar. I'd like Tangier 22612. I wish you'd hurry up. Yeah. Kelly, huh? the owl's outside my window. The, the owl? The reason I'm staying in this hotel, remember? Oh, oh. The, the, uh, the owl? Right. I'll be right over. And stay away from that balcony. Kelly. What? There's someone out there. On the balcony? I'm, I'm afraid so. Good Lord. Man or woman? I think it's a woman. They're standing in the shadows. Okay, okay, listen. Get up slowly. Put on a coat or a robe, whatever you have nearby, and walk outside. I'll meet you in front of the hotel. It'll take me about eight or ten minutes. I'm putting on my robe now. Don't even bother to hang up the phone. I want to make certain you get out of that room. Gee, thanks. 
Think nothing of it, kid. I'm putting the phone on the bed and moving to the door. I'll see you. Phew. She made it. What the hell's that? Who's that? I better move fast. Let's see. That one, that one must be my balcony. There's no one up there. This hotel is weird. I may as well sit down and wait for him. It's that same music. Hard to say how far away it is. Must be this way. So, it was Mustafa, the storyteller, who broke your dream, my lord? Yes, I believe so. And where is he now? Not even the wind can answer that, my queen. But tell me, how is my wazir? How is your old wazir? Fat, greasy, <laughs> and repulsive, my lord. Ah, it is good to know that some things do not change. <laughs> do you feel your queen has changed, my lord? Perhaps she is slightly more independent since my absence. But she is still so beautiful that any man might give his good eye to possess thee. His good eye, my lord? Uh-huh. So my queen's dark eyes do eye this golden eye, <laughs> yes? Its magic is a well-known legend, my lord. And you wish to test this legend? Oh, it would be a shame that while an imposter seeks to unthrone thee, the true eye remains as dormant as a brass doorknob. And how does my lady's own magic fare? There is none my equal. Oh? What about Mustafa? <laughs> he grows weaker while I grow stronger. I see. It is rumored that the wisdom his stories once held has decayed with his premature senility, and now he indulges in feeble mischief without point. Well, if Mustafa's mischievous stories are pointless, without point, as you say, then his stories are such that no one can stick himself. <laughs> <laughs> Have uh, you seen Miss Skye's room 642? Uh, lady's standing outside in front. She's not standing there now. Uh, well, then she walk up straight to better hear music. M music? Which which way? Uh, which way? Which way did she go? Uh, that way, up. Yes, hey, thanks. There is a saying. When fate arrives, a physician becomes a fool. <laughs> 
Up the street and step on it. You want Fungio, Morocco! What the hell? Son of a dog! My tire! My tire! Here, here, here's our hundred dirhams. Get yourself a new one. such a great night. I feel so free. Oh, fantastic. A fountain. There it is. Like in my dream. That's the same street. The orange blossoms. The hedges. It's all exactly the same, only better. It's real. Uh-oh. I remember what Mojo said. Don't. There's an old man sitting there. Maybe he knows. Excuse me. Do you know this street? There are stories of such streets. They appear, they disappear. Really? It is not a real street, for it dissolves into a courtyard. It reminds me of the story of a young lady. Come along, I will show you. Yes, a young lady who was dreaming she had seen such a courtyard. She thought, well, it was a street. Sonny! Sonny! It was only another dream. Sonny! Sonny! She even heard voices calling her name. But that was merely her name in her dream. Sonny! Sonny, stop! When she awoke, of course, that wasn't her name at all. Not at all. It was all a dream. camel first. So, Jack is no more. Twice he's no more. He entered the invisible realm, and when he awoke, he was no longer Jack Flanders, but El Kaba, the liberator. But then he entered a second time and awoke, and this time he was El Hassan Bizel, the sultan, the oppressor. And Sunny Skies has met a storyteller who told her a story, and as she listened, she began to see his story. And she became part of his story, and poof, she disappeared into his story. Mojo, what time is it? Couple minutes to four, boss. Um, maybe you better get some sleep, boss. Uh, there must have been details I saw but can't remember. Maybe come to you tomorrow. No. It's, it's like you said. Sometimes it's like one frame that goes by so fast, unless you're awake, you missed it. 
That's true, but maybe not in this case. Why not? We pick things out of the air that way, boss. But in, in this case, your mind could have got blocked. No, I mean... No, 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 no. Look, Mojo. Sonny was going up the street, following some music. Uh, the, the taxi... But did you hear the music? I, I don't know. No. It was the concierge at the hotel. He told me that she was following some music. Uh, the taxi had blown a tire. So I took off running up the street, and then I saw Sonny and called to her. She didn't hear me. She was... I don't know. Maybe she was in a daze. I'm not certain. Then, poof, she disappeared. It was as though I'd blinked my eyes, missed a frame, and, well, she'd gone. You're agitated, boss. Gotta calm the surface of the lake to see the bottom. Uh, yeah, yeah. Was Miss Sunny alone? Yeah. That's strange. What's that? I feel she was with someone. Uh, she was talking to someone. But I, I didn't see anyone. I, I did see someone. But I, I can't remember. It's funny, Mojo. Tonight, I began to see her. And how I've been... Holding her at a distance. She's okay. She's warm. Well, I'm going for a walk. And uh, thanks, Mojo. That's okay, boss.
sitting facing the east all night yes hey can i have a scratch from your fire stick oh sure yeah the moon is in a new quarter you like a draw on my cigar <laughs> no thanks You are concerned about the coming battle. Yes. And that causes sadness? Yes. Well, today we move against the king, Hassan Bazel. Some of us will suffer. Some of us will die. I just pray that whatever we accomplish, it will be worth this suffering. And may Allah have mercy. It is said that some learn through laughter and joy and others through pain and suffering. So it must be. So it must be. Well, they will provide many desert traps for us, I'm sure. Magic traps. The desert itself is one large sand trap. What type of of magic traps? Traps for the mind. How are they fashioned? They are traps. such that when stepped into it will be as though placing one's head into the blacksmith's eyes 
for they will squeeze tighter and tighter until the very bone splits and the brains burst out through the top of the skull. Oh, my God. The Queen Azora knows well the invisible worlds of the mind and the magic of symbols. She is a master of mind traps. I see. It's written, if you are an anvil, you will suffer like an anvil. If you are a hammer, you will strike like a hammer. Well, I just hope I don't miss and hit my thumb. Tomorrow we place our traps. Yes. It has been so long since we have had a prey worthy of my magic. You take great pleasure in such thoughts, my queen. Let us hope that this false son of El Kaba is worthy of our effort. With the aid of the true golden eye, the eye end. remains untouched. Your magic will have to be sufficient without such aids. Then, my lord, where the eye in its proper place? Here, against your noble forehead, between thy warm brothers. Yes. Oh. Let me take the mirror and show, my lord. Now, gaze up at the moon's soft light. Now look within the mirror. See how the faint moon ignites the eye. I see. I see. Three eyes. They form a triangle. The three eyes form the pyramid, my lord.
Watt from Pedro's show. Fuck. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, that was El Cachina with Don Gennaro. I'm Don Gennaro. Well, it's hard for him to say G's, huh? Gennaro. So it'd be Don Gennaro. And before that, seed of seed of peach, uh, Uganda. That's for your yes. ma. Yeah, I did that for my mama. I got to write a song for my ma. I wrote the thing for my pop. Yeah. It was very hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. And they're never happy with what you do. So my mom's like, yeah, that's nice. <laughs> I'm like, really? <laughs> <laughs> My pop was dead, so oh. <laughs> maybe it was okay with him. <laughs> no, you know. Your number comes. That's why you got to play every gig like your last, huh? Yeah. D. Boone, Iggy Pop. <laughs> they play no sleepwalking with those gentlemen. <laughs> they taught me that lesson. My pop said, there was a shift before you, there's going to be a shift after you. <laughs> you pull some kind of duty. So, and uh, the thrilling conclusion, part P Jack. of Moon Over Morocco. Jack, so once again, finds Jack. out what he always knew. Uh, are you working on music right now, Shika? Yes, I'm actually, um, I have a new project with Petra Hayden which I'm really, really excited about. We just started this year. We, um, we always wanted to do something for a really, really long time, but first of all, she lives in L.A. and I live in New York, so it's very hard for us to just get together and jam things out. But um, somehow this year we are making more point of like getting together and we recorded a few songs and we're pretty excited about it, so maybe we'll turn into a big bird. Is that his name? No. Big Bird? No. Um, I was just imagining this like eggshell breaking in slow oh. motion and turning into a big bird. Hello. <laughs> I love birds. When I started riding bicycle again, you listen, and I discovered birds again. Yeah. Because in the coach, you know, the radio and all that. But on the bike, for survival, you have to listen, but that... They're beautiful. They all yeah. have songs. Parrot squawking this morning. Yeah, we have wild parrot. These cherry head conures from the Andes. People bought them and they were kind of bitey and loud, so they let them go. So we have wild flocks of them. Really? I call them the loud men. Wow. Because <laughs> they're, really they're from the jungle. They're bright green and they flap. And they're in twos, but they're in a big gang. So <laughs> yammering on each other. <laughs> so they're neat. Did you hear them? Yeah. Yeah, yeah because they make their flyover from Furman. Yeah. Our is oldest like, building is the lighthouse. Wow. So they fly. Is it like the same time every day kind of thing? Oh, yeah. Usually in the morning. Yeah, in the mornings. Cool. And then my favorite is the pelican, which has only a song as a baby. When it grows up, no song. Oh, wow. I used it for my sickness opera. Because at the end of the Comedia, Dante, he can't find words. And so to me, it was like the pelican, like... Some uh, things are just beyond spiel. Right. <laughs> Which is hard in our society to imagine, but, you know, 
just beyond. And maybe the pelicans are already on that tip. Right. <laughs> Figuring that out. And the, the way they're just, they are. And I can't tell where their nests are. I only see them come chow through their mating thing, but I don't know where their babies dive are. Dive bombers for chow. Yeah, they end up getting cataracts because of the dive bombing. So there's a society that feeds them. We have a little hospital for oil birds and for seals. It's oh, right where wow. I practice. Really? Yeah, because they get hurt, you know. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, yeah. They're beautiful. It sounds crazy. Because of the six seals just going, Ooh. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I saw yeah. those elephant seals on the beach. Um, I can't remember the name of the place, but it's between here and San Francisco. Santa Cruz. Yeah, There's maybe. big ones there. Yeah, maybe a little below Santa Cruz. Okay. Yeah. South. South. It's not buried in the ground, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, you're doing music with Petra. Any other things? Um, also, I'm making my solo album for Tzadik, John Zorn's John label. Zorn. Yeah. Great guy, man. Yeah, he's been so great, and he's now letting me make my third album on Tzadik. He's he's so great. He also lives on next block. Uh, <laughs> uh, we just went to see Mets game. Oh wow! Yeah, Shay. It was really fun. When you do JFK, you see Shay. I'll go <laughs> right into town. Because uh, there's two other ones. Two other ones. On Zedek. Yeah, I have one that's called Memories of My Only Witness. Uh huh. And then Eucademics, mm, E-U-C-A, G-E. Yeah, yeah, I've played some songs from those. Oh, really? Thank so you. how's different this third one? Um, I haven't figured that out yet. So it's it was going to come out in September, but I think now it's going to come out in January. Because I want to make it a little different, but I have a tendency to get so eclectic because I just really like to do... If I do one thing, I really have to do something different. Or I'm... Really sad, so I always make this album that has like ten completely different kinds of music. So I want to do something a little different, but I haven't really achieved. Um, but oh, I haven't really figured out what that is yet. So. But it's going to be you playing everything. Well, those have some guests. Them. Yeah, others. I always have some guests, which is great thing about me living in New York because I have like Mark Rebo or. All my Chibamato clans all live there, and they're all nice to just come to my apartment. I do all my albums in my in my apartment. Yeah. Yeah. That's how a lot of these kids. Yeah. Everybody can make records. I love it. Yeah, it's So some people cool. complain about the modern days, but there are really good things about the modern it, days. It's really, really great. It's really great. You know, we have more way to express ourselves. I think it's so welcoming, and I think more people talk about Whatever they want to talk about is great. You know, it's going to stare and mix things. And I think that's important. Yeah, big time. It's just so easy to say the good old days because nobody yeah. really remembers anyway. We only remember the good part. No. You know, we only, we, it's selective. Very selective. Yeah. yeah. It's biased. And we were younger. We didn't know as well. So how do you really compare? Like what, what my perspective when I was twenty years old, younger is like another alien <laughs> perspective, really. Yeah, just keep having good presents. 
<laughs> the only real difference is it was new for you. And yeah. that you can never get back. Yeah, so exactly. that that is that is authentic. Yeah. But everything else is doctored by memory, I know it. Yeah. I know it. Yeah. You just airbrush over all the nightmare and then all these little victories get turned into these we'll never do that again. Yeah. No, the only difference is newness. Because there is something special about something being new. Yeah. You don't know how far you can go, so you just Yeah. And something new when you're young is also something very special. Yeah. You know, it's a very special feeling. Not that I don't know it anymore. (laughs) So those are your two things. Yes. Petra and Solo. Yeah. That's plenty for me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Mm. I uh, I have too much going on at the same time. (laughs) That's kind of lame because you get uh, diluted. Spread thin. But sometimes opportunity just comes on you. Yeah. You don't pick it. And what do you do? Keep yourself later for not doing it. Ah. I think you you shouldn't worry about the way you do things. I think you should do whatever comes to you in the way that you feel like doing them. Yeah. I want to record more. Yeah. I got so much into gigs. (laughs) So much into gigs, hardly recorded my Minutemen days, every eight months, new album. I love recording. Yeah, see, and I got so much into gigs, gigs, gigs. Yeah. I just did my 59th tour. Wow. And so you can get too much. And gigs, they leave, you know? Yeah. So there's nothing left when you're gone. You have to make works. Gigs are important, but yeah, they're both all important. gigs. <laughs> you haven't been doing as much. No, actually, I haven't been. I've been playing with other people. I've played a few shows last year, but of my own. But what do you, what do you think of that? See, that's kind of new to me. I've done it in the last few years, but when you work for someone else, I actually really enjoy working for other people because I really understand what they want from me, being in in their position. Like I really, I I think, or maybe I am fantasizing and. Sp- uh, maybe I'm not, you know, but w- anyway, I feel like I can really support people well because I think I understand what the support means for them and where they need it and when because I, I've been in the position that I needed people to support me and play for me and play my music. So I don't know. Um, I like changing, so I like playing for other people and I like playing my own stuff and kind of constantly doing different things is really my favorite yeah, I kind of did it opposite. I thought, well, if I'm going to ask people to do stuff, maybe I should learn how to do it. Mm. <laughs> you know, if I'm going to take direction, then maybe mm. I should learn how to mm. take direction. So I started with Perry and then with Jay and now with Iggy. So I've, been had, I've had lucky teachers. They're all individuals. I find it hard to read people. Hard. But maybe it should be. Maybe people should not be figured out. They should mm-hmm. have the life. And I should assume. Because it's, it's hard for me. I think it's because I'm... Uh, yeah, I'm not such a session guy and stuff. I think there's a talent to those people who can do that. Yeah. But I think everybody's got something to teach. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I do. I, I see session guys. I see sidemen. I see band leaders. They all have something to teach me. Yeah. And that's where I want to be, where I can learn. 
I don't think I got a handle on any of this. I've always wondered about the keyboard. You have a button for each note. I got to get all mine out of the four strings, you know, and you have a button for each. And this hand can be the bass, and this hand. I mean, from a kid, I was always intrigued by that. Like, it's the whole band. <laughs> it's the whole thing. Yeah, I like the buttons. I like more buttons here. <laughs> I'm going... <laughs> Did you ever see Perubu in the old days? No. They had a synthesizer player that didn't have keyboard. Wow. He just... <laughs> uh, yeah, those... and, and in fact, the guy... This new trio I got, the guitar player, he's playing in... Have you ever heard this 60s band called the Red Crayola? No. They're still around. And that guy's in this band. This guy, Mayo Thompson, who's had the band all these years, he plays with Tom Watson. That's a man yeah. who plays with me. And they brought Ravenstein, Alan Ravenstein. Who's, he also flies airliners. But he plays a synthesizer without... Uh, the, yeah. That is really cool. So it's... Yeah. Blip, blip. I like the idea of playing sounds instead of notes. I'm not so much of a notes player, but I like like making weird sound. That's why I think I like sampler because you can record really strange sound and then like create music with it. But it's not just really the note. You can't really notate it because it's not really about hitting a note, but it's about this sound that has like all sorts of weird overtones and noise and they create some music. I really like that. It's like a performance, and uh, you're a c conductor. Yeah, but it's also like using sounds that's not very instrumental. Yeah. You know. I think it would be neat to be the guy who gets to name the sounds. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the sounds. I don't think good. this fucking thing is working. <laughs> Go ahead again, brother. Man. Yeah, uh, it'd be fun getting to name the sounds. Yeah. Get to tweak some sounds on the DJ. Here, get, DJ get your mouth up there. Get when it works. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got a shot of the fucking. It's working hey, now, bro. See, cool. get your fucking cool. mouth hole hey, on. Hey, I'm back. They're definitely like names of the synthesizer patches that are pretty <laughs> uh, intense. I wish I could remember them, but like uh, strange ones. I wonder who named them. Well, the guy who invents him, yeah. the girl, you know, right? So, like a photographer. Uh, a photographer compared to a painter, right? You see captures. Yeah. Both artists. Yeah. Just different thing. I think, you know, the idea is more like vocabulary where you just add more words. You don't replace old words. Yeah. Just keep growing, yeah. And people are really threatened. And I think uh, the notion of genre, you know, does this fit in what I like? Yeah. People should worry about that. I know. Let it's it so interesting that people are so worried about it. And, and people, I mean, there's this, we were talking about it before, like there's this tendency that what you wear, or you always like want to make this group and that group, and then this group is this and that group is this, and you want the name for it, then you feel like you understand something or you do it with the clothing or music or you know, what you eat or your religion or whatever, you know. But we love this, the grouping thing. And it's for music, it's really stupid because the beauty of the music is this, the art of freedom. But we want to package ourselves so much, and it's crazy. It makes, it makes us so confined to the 
reasons that we don't want to be so confined by. <laughs> right, transcend. Yeah. But actually, maybe they're going more for identify, not transcend. Yeah. Like I have people say, keep it real. Yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> it's so real, right? <laughs> well, like, <laughs> let's say the first cave p painting. You know, the guy yeah. showing his buddy. He goes, well, what do you think this is? And what the guy goes, uh, chromium zinc oxide. No, it's a buffalo. Can't you see it? <laughs> oh, that's not what it really is. I can see it's this kind of mixture of chemicals. And No, no, use your imagination. Ah, you're one of those, huh? John Fogarty, right? Not born on the bayou. Well, very Northwest bayou. Like Berkeley. <laughs> Still a good song. So, you know, music is liberate. Yeah. That's, that's why Keep It Real to me is kind of like, it's insane. Yeah. yeah this fuckers. Why, why is that doing that? Oh. I think because you, uh, you keep leaning on the thing. So it, it <laughs> Did you see it moving? Yeah, I kept thinking it was moving in front of my eye. Or did you think you were moving on me? I wasn't quite sure what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like right over on the fringe. <laughs> Yuka, thanks so much for having me. Thank you. Yeah, Thank nice you for Your presence, your art, your music picks, all this. Yeah, Part of our here. Watt from Pedro Show. Brother Matt, of course, essential cool. aiding and abetting. Derek, cool. thanks for... You were kind of quiet. Joyless. Yeah, you were more <laughs> the absorber. <Yeah. laughs> but thanks for coming by. You ballast. <laughs> So we didn't float away. And uh, much luck with everything, Yuka. Thank you. Uh, Watt for Pedro Show, May tw uh, 26, 2006. Keep your powder dry. <laughs>